0: Three, two, one, and we are back, and this is day two, and we are focusing on what your five-year plan is. And Julie, I have to say, fantastic theme for this week's podcast based on the number of downloads and listens yesterday. People are looking for this exact information. So very good, Julie Harris. Thank
1: you. I appreciate that. I remember when we were looking for what is our five-year plan going to be, and even you know, back before there were five million things haunting you in your email and people calling you and texting you to sell you crap there was still basically the same type of distractions and trying to find direction in real estate has been a quintessential challenge. So if you're feeling that way, you're not alone. And that's why we created this podcast series for you to have a plan in front of you. Of course, we can't do everything on the podcast. That's why we have coaching. But at least we can expose you to the things to actually focus on as you travel through your real estate career.
0: Our original, well, not even five-year plan, but long-term plan, the really the original plan, reason we got into real estate... Uh, was we wanted to be free, and the, by free we wanted to have it where our money worked for us, and we didn't work for our money. Now we weren't um, as smart as we are now, and we didn't have all these clever definitions of what it was. But what we did know is we wanted to have enough uh, paid off rental properties at that point, and this was you know 30 years ago. We wanted to have enough paid off rental properties by the time we were 40 or sooner that we could just live off the cash flow. And we did accomplish that goal around about uh, by the time we were both 40. Uh, But the reality of it was, is that that was our long-term, you know, goal. That was our North Star. And any time in our career up to that point where we had not kept that as our North Star, we started doing dumb things in our real estate business, Mm -hmm. spending money on marketing, build a team. We did all that. That's when, frankly, the reason when Julie and I are uh, speaking about the fallacies of a lot of things that you guys have normalized Have almost become scripture in the real estate industry, branding, marketing, teams.
1: Easy button stuff.
0: Right. Not only did we personally experience the fallacy of that because there's basically no to low net, and you don't then, uh, you're not able then to buy rental properties. You guys following logic here? No, not enough net, uh, not enough money to buy rental properties, moving away from what our goal was. Well, then we got back on track, and we just we did fall off track once, and then we got back on track, and we started buying rental properties again, and we accomplished our goal. But I have to say, we were off track for about eighteen months, and it did cause us to lose the ability to accomplish our financial goal. By the time I was forty, and Julia was a little bit younger than me, I'm not supposed to say our age, thirty nine, nope. and <laughs> and um, that was. Because we were focusing on branding and marketing and buying business, we that was back in the late '90s, and everyone it was starting to become the vanguard of everyone wanting to build teams and marketing and branding. And we got suckered into that just like, frankly, unfortunately, a lot of you guys have as well. So when you hear Julie and I uh, talk about proactive versus passively generation, we started out being 100% proactively generators. We dabbled in the pro uh, the passively generation. We realized what is lost in you know you're getting you're exchanging the rationalization is, well, I'm going to spend money and I'm going to then get leads generated. You know, it's one-to-one versus one-to-many. That is essentially how a lot of you rationalize the marketing and, and the spending of the money. But what you also don't realize is you're going to have no net. So you might indeed sell more houses. You might indeed have more volume. We will get more awards. You might have a big fancy team, but you'll have no profit left over to, in many cases, honestly, in a market like this, to pay your personal bills, let alone accumulate wealth. So when you're hearing Julie and I talk about our five-year plan, Uh, the one that we're proposing to all of you. This is the same plan that we used, you know, a variation of when we were first starting in real estate, but also we've had tens of thousands of coaching clients in the last 20 years. I don't really know if anyone else has had many as many coaching clients as Julie and I have, certainly not as many podcast listeners. And when someone becomes a private coaching client, this is the basis of what we propose to them. And those who actually stay the course and just do it, they're the ones that win ultimately. Because guys, there are so many, to Julie's point, so many never-ending distractions, not just in real estate, as Julie was pointing out, with all the solicitations you guys get constantly, all the shiny objects that are thrown your way constantly. Constantly, but in life in general, so you're going to have to have a financial north star, and I would assume that the reason ultimately you got in real estate, maybe you wanted independence, maybe you wanted cash flow, maybe you wanted to control your schedule, maybe you wanted to be your own boss—all those things. But isn't ultimately the reason you got into real estate is so that you could be financially free? So one day your money would be working for you, and you no longer had to work for your money. Well, we accomplished that goal over a decade ago, and let me tell you—I say this with 100% confidence. It is the most. Look, Jillian, I've won all kinds of awards, best selling books, all kinds of adulation and acclaim, but nothing is as awarding. You know, the literal set or rewarding, awarding, and rewarding as having enough passive cash flow to pay our bills for the rest of our lives. So, when you ask us and you're wanting to know what the essence of what our message is, it's wanting you guys to have that same sense of freedom because on the other side of that is you can hit hard reset on your life and really do anything you want to. When you have removed the burden of having to pay bills because the money becomes passive everything changes. Um, Before you get back to your uh, year 2.1, I want to thank all of you who have given us five-star reviews on iTunes. We are doing... A little thank you this week. So, for the really the first 25 people that leave us a five star review on iTunes, uh, when you leave us a five star review and a little piffy comment, and you let me know that you did it by messaging us over on Instagram. It's at Tim and Julie Harris, and just send us a direct message, or you can just text me at 512-758-0206, letting us know you did it. Um, and if you're using a pseudonym on uh, iTunes, you know if you're not using your real name. You know you're gonna have to remember to let me know that that was you, or even better, a screenshot of the um, testimonial or the review over on iTunes. Then we will we're gonna be choosing 25 of the most recent um, five star reviewed. Uh, you know, Piffy commented iTunes reviews, and we're going to be sending you guys an autograph signed a copy of the book. It's our hope to do it for everybody, and if that means we have to end up doing more than twenty five, well, guess what? That's not such a bad problem after all.
1: Yes, but we need your real name and your real address for we for us to send you a, a real book with a real signature. So That's right. Make sure you give us accurate information; and we'll get it right out.
0: And if you are planning on giving the book away as a gift to somebody, which some of you have been, make sure you remember to tell us who, and so we can write a little something in the uh, book for them as well. And if you just want to buy the book, of course, it's for sale at every major bookseller, Barnes & Noble, you know, brick-and-mortar... Amazon, of course. Amazon, everywhere else. All right, so Julie... Let's get on to point uh, year two, point number one.
1: Yes, so if you missed out on year one, get caught up on yesterday's podcast. This is year two, point number one. Your second year in real estate is building on what you learned in year one. And again, this isn't just assuming that everybody listening just got their license. This is maybe you hit a hard reset and this is year two of that hard reset.
0: One of the things we teach you guys in coaching is a saying, I don't know who originally said this, it wasn't Julie and I, but the accumulation effect pays off In other words, you have to be willing to do what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. And then what happens is the accumulation of all your learned skill and frankly, your financial uh, wealth building, it'll start to pay off that everything worth having in this life guys and this is the unfortunate truth is going to require probably 10x or if not you know 50x more effort and 10x if not 50x more time if you're starting at less than ground zero like Julie and I did we got married and we had debt and we had to dig our way out a lot of you guys are like that as well well it's going to take a lot more effort it's going to take a lot more time If you're starting, if you were born on third base and, you know, you came to the world with some money and some financial support and the rest of it, well, that's not going to take you as much time. That's called life. That's the way it is. So if you are starting at zero, if less than zero, you're going to have to work harder. You're going to have to spend more time at it. But that is the truth. Year two uh, is where a lot of agents, unfortunately, they'll start to actually make mistakes and slide because, oh, it's so much work. It's not happening fast enough.
1: That's a very common thing in year two. So your second year is building on what you learned in year one, making sure you don't trash it. This means that you don't stop doing what got you those 12 transactions. Remember goal number one, year one was 12 deals. You do more of what worked now that you have more skill and more experience. No sophomore slides, no redoing year one. We're building
0: now. Just for the record, we strongly encourage you to laugh at twelve transactions because it's such a small number. But yesterday, we were predicating the whole this whole week's podcast. On the idea that your average sale price was four hundred and your average commission was going to be what it was, you know, around ten thousand or whatever. So make sure you listen to yesterday's podcast. But some of you are going to say twelve transactions. I can do that in a day. And Julie and so I raise sol- your goal exactly. Julie and I sold over a hundred homes our first full year in real estate.
1: Well, so, so our plans are modifiable, right? So that's what we're if, saying. If say you're a more experienced agent, but you're stuck, which is a very common thing to have people come to our coaching, is they'll say. You know, I figured out how to do, say, eight to 10 million a year in volume or five to eight million, but I've done it three or four years in a row. Well, you're probably doing more than 12 transactions. So maybe you need to make the 12 transactions per quarter. And maybe you're even more experienced than that. You've got some systems in place. Many of our coaching clients are doing more than 12 per month. So modify as necessary.
0: That number's too small. So when we get there, let me know. That's
1: fine. You can do that point. Okay. So modify as necessary. Great. All right. Point number two, focus on net profit, not on units. Complete a new real estate treasure map, increasing your production goal by 20%. That's 12 to 18 closings this year. 18 is a 50% uh, increase, but it's somewhere in that pocket. Do your own math. 18 closings is about 216,000 gross commission income based on the math we did yesterday. You're going to use whiteboards for visual accountability, but the prevailing thought here is do a new treasure map. Remember, part of your homework for your part you know starting year one was to get your treasure map done. Don't keep using the same one. You've got to upgrade it. You're going to upgrade your skills. You've got to upgrade your goals.
0: And remember, you guys can get a copy of the Real Estate Treasure Map, which is your fill-in-the-blank business and life plan when you join Premier Coaching. And you can join Premier Coaching for free. Just text the word PREMIER to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. Again, we'll give you the Real Estate Treasure Map, which all of you should be filling out right now. And there's some uh, audio trainings that will help you uh, fill that out as well, waiting for you over on Premier Coaching. Join now for free. Just text the word PREMIER to 47372 or go to premiercoaching.com. Remember when texting, message, and data rates may apply.
1: Point number three, again, for year number two, now you can get serious about your magic number of listings. Again, we talked about that yesterday. It's also in your real estate treasure map. The number of active listings to have at all times in order to meet or exceed your goals. Now, in year two, you now should have enough skill to start actually building listing inventory. For most of you, that'll be three to four listings, maybe five listings at all times, That's appropriate in year two. If that's easier for you, up your number to eight to 10. Upgrade the quality of your presentations if necessary and have at least five listing packages, pre-listing packages assembled at all times, ready to send as you set appointments. Now, if you don't know what a pre-listing package is, or if you're using the same one that everyone else in your brokerage is, or the one you're using isn't working for you, something is wrong. We can help you with Premier Coaching with that. It's proven, it's systematized, it is personal to you, it's not like everyone else's and it's very effective.
0: And what's a pre-listing package? It's basically your silent salesperson before you go on a listing appointment. The pre-listing package is delivered to the seller and essentially takes all the tension out of the room when you get there. The seller appreciates it because they've had your uh, all their tough questions answered with your pre-listing pack and you've appreciated it as well because when you get there, there generally speaking isn't going to be a lot of stress in the house. They're just going to be ready to list with you provided you don't you know trip over your own words and you follow our mm-hmm. listing presentation. I want to say that as well. Again, a lot of you are joining Premier Coaching and you're listening to what Julie's saying. We are basing this on an average that's doable based on our tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of coaching calls that most everyone can do. If you don't like Julie's idea that you're going to sell 18 houses and only make 216,000, well, you have our permission to sell a hell of a lot more. That's
1: okay. That's okay. Exactly. Modify as
0: necessary. Right. And so if you don't want to, you know, as far as building up to the number of listings, some of you are going to have three to four listings, five listings, 10 listings within 90 days of starting uh, with premier coaching because you're just going to get in the rhythm of doing it and you're going to become addicted to the results that you're getting. And that's fine too. So don't think that we're, if we're setting the bar too low for you, Um, Still taking the information, and maybe you combine year one and year two, yesterday's show and today's show. Point number four.
1: Yes, point number four. Because you now carry listings, you can start referring your buyer business to buyer partners. Now, some people would argue that only two years in the business. That seems awfully early to be doing that. But remember, your prevailing work in real estate is listings. And now that you know how to take listings, you should be referring your buyer, your buyer business to buyer partners, not buyer agents on your quote team, which you don't need at this point, buyer partners who pay you referral fees for qualified buyers that they're going to take off your plate. Now, at the same time, you should be keeping one to two active buyers at all times who should be your listing clients who are buying with you or repeat clients, maybe relocating executives in good price ranges, etc. You choose. Uh, everyone, right on up to, I mean, I have a call with somebody today that, that will do close to 400 sides next year. They still personally are working with one to two really great buyer clients. So let's
0: drill down on this just ever so slightly. I know sure. you have, you're have you backing up to a call. So yeah. here's the thing with the buyer agent team. Those teams, the whole concept... Started in the 90s. And back then, Julie and I had one. I think we had what, 13 or something mm-hmm. buyer agents. Here's the thing back then, it was actually profitable to run buyer agents. Why? Because a lot of times, first of all, the commission splits were 50 50. You were oftentimes uh, requiring that they do some form of proactive lead generation. This was pre Z, pre Zillow, which started in 2007, mm-hmm. 2008. This was even like Realtor.com was just coming online to sell buyer leads. But the reality of it was, is when you got into real estate, even if you were part of you know our team or any team, your expectation was that you were actually going to work to actually proactively lead generate. Nowadays, the mistake that many brokers and many teams have made is you guys have just essentially started what amounts to, and forgive me, I say this with love and respect, um, is adult daycares and so you have all these agents all these realtors that get their licenses and they join your teams and you're in a cold an arms race with another team or another broker to promise them more and more and more and more stuff that just basically eviscerates your net profit you would be better off you guys know what i'm talking about and if you don't know what i'm talking about if you don't have a team if you haven't frankly uh, fallen into that landmine, mine the minefield yet <laughs> yeah. well let me tell you right now what you're going to want to do when you get to the point where you have too many buyer leads because your listings are throwing off so many buyer leads It's not go buy damn buyer leads just so you can throw more buyer leads at a bunch of, you know, hangry, hangry, hangry baby birds. Exactly. That's what it kind of amounts to. Oh, I can't sell more. The leads suck or whatever, whatever. Do you guys know? And we've been interviewing and having a lot of people, frankly, join us at DXP. We've been talking to some of these agents that are associated with Zillow, Zillow Flex and all that. In some markets, guys, they're paying $300 up to $600 per lead from Zillow not even a pre-qualified lead.
1: That's not a converted lead, a pre-qualified lead. You don't even know if they're qualified to buy. It's not your proprietary lead. And most importantly,
0: that's just a lead. That's how sick a lot of the business models are out there. That is not sustainable, especially in a marketplace like this. And what unfortunately we're seeing happen is a lot of these low margin brokers, most brokers make less than 2%. Most teams, they'll tell you they make 20%. I've yet to see one that makes more than about 12%. Net profit, actual net profit, their profits now are Again, being eviscerated because of what's going on in the business. 99% of the time, especially in a market like this. You are going to be better off once you basically get to and maintain your magic number of listings. We do want you to lead generate off those uh, listings, but we don't want you to build a buyer agent team in a marketplace like this. Very few exceptions apply, and we'd have to have individual calls to make sure it's a good fit if you wanted to add actual staff. 99% of the time, you're going to be better off if you refer those buyer leads out to agents that are not part of your team in the traditional sense. Uh, and then you charge, you know, 25 or maybe even 35 percent. It just let me put this in perspective. People are now paying 40 to 45 percent for relocation leads. So for you to charge 30%, let's say, for a buyer uh, referral- Especially le- a
1: pre-qualified one.
0: That closes, trust me when I tell you, people, agents are going to be lining up around the corner. Uh, advanced t- coaching here, for those of you in eXp Realty, I just gave you the framework, how to form a self-organized team, which is a fantastic way for you to sponsor more agents. I hope in our, my eXp Realty friends are- putting these thoughts together, but that is absolutely one of the best ways to do it. But it's all predicated on having listings. Why don't you want a bunch of buyer agents? Because the buyer agents are going to demand your, you're thinking I'm exchanging, I'm going to make money off them. You absolutely will make money off them, but you won't make any profit off them. You might make profit maybe one or two or three months, and then you're going to lose money for the rest of the year. 99% 99% of the time, I should not I should stop saying 99%. Let me say it this way. 97% of the time, <laughs> Darn close. W- when you and I look at profit and loss statements, and we look at the, you know, say a big team that's doing, say, 500 transactions a year, and let's say it's evenly divided between listings and buyers, it's all, hardly ever evenly divided, but let's just say it is. What we see is that the buyer agent side of the business is being funded by the seller side of the business. Mm-hmm. In other words, if it, the buyer agent side of the business, if looked at in isolation, loses money over 12 months. The listing side of the business makes money over 12 months. And so what people have rationalized is moving the profit from what would be their own personal profit, by the way, from the listing side of the business to subsidize the buyer side of the business. To what end? I don't know. Other than to say you sold more houses or did more volume, you're not making any actual profit from it. It is a bitter pill to swallow because if you basically been on the top of the mountain shouting forever that I sell a thousand houses a year, and you don't want to be the person that's going to admit that, by the way, those transactions weren't very profitable to you. Well, this is a great opportunity. A recession and economic reset is a fantastic opportunity for you to hit hard reset on your business model. And I just gave you the loose framework of it. We talk more about this in Premier Coaching. Or if you'd like to talk with me directly about this, you can text me at 512 758 Zero two zero six. But for the sake of brevity, we're going to get to our next point.
1: And it, this is kind of similar, but we'll do a little bit different drill down. And that's point number five resist the urge to buy your way into more production. More staff or team do not equal more profitability. You should have a transaction coordinator and buyer partners, but no more. Your product is profit. When I talk to team leaders, Tim, one of the things, the ones that actually are drilled down on their numbers and know, like what you were just talking about, how much they're paying for leads and how much they net on a buyer side versus a listing side you know what they commonly say because they haven't dealt with the fact they've got to break up with the team idea and get into the buyer partnership idea they have
0: to what we're what we're proponents of is we're not people We're not anti-buyer we're not anti-team people have said there was an inman conference that happened five years ago and somebody was on stage ben kenny and and brad inman asked ben kenny uh, about, you know, Brad didn't use our names, but he said there's a, you know, a, a famous uh, coaching couple in, you know, at the time based in Austin, Texas, and they're very anti-team. What do you think about that, Ben? That was an, an, an essence of it. And then Ben just laughed and laughed and laughed and said, you know, how can that possibly be? Because if your goal is to sell more houses and to make more units and, and essentially drive more volume, then form a team, but you won't make any profit. What we are, we're not anti-team. We're absolutely pro-team. We're anti Uh, non-profitable team. We're pro-smart team. We're pro-profit. We're pro-smart team. That's really what we are. And we're going to actually help you guys move towards having smart team models as part of Premier Coaching. And what the nice thing about the advancement of technology over the last five years, let alone 20, is there are so many more ways. For example, Julie just said you should have a transaction coordinator. I'll give you a very salient example. There are uh, virtual transaction coordinators that you can hire, or if you're at a brokerage that offers transaction coordination, you can not have to have that person on payroll, and you can then use a transaction coordinator. And frankly, with Sky Slope and all these other types of products that are out there nowadays, transaction coordination has not become a job that where you know requires somebody sitting in your office actually pushing paperwork anymore. It's become much more streamlined, much more delegatable. And by the way, if for example, you're at eXp Realty and a transaction coordinator is going to through EXP is going to cost 250 bucks. You can actually margin that by having the seller pay a transaction coordination fee of 500, dollars and you make can make money on that. Perfectly legal, perfectly within the bounds of all sorts of guidelines and rules. So you guys got to be thinking: if I'm going to start doing more transactions, I do need a transaction coordinator. But please, guys, think long and hard about taking on a fixed cost of transaction coordinators of anybody else, because that is a fixed cost that has to be paid no matter whether you're making a lot of uh, money or not.
1: Whether you have closings or not, right? Exactly. Versus an actual deal-by-deal transaction coordinator. They get paid when you get paid, and you also can margin that uh, fee.
0: Point point number six, if you are at eXp Realty, uh, we will strongly suggest that you really drill down and focus on building your revenue share and passive income. Again, assuming your mission with getting in real estate, maybe it wasn't your primary aim, but let's say the way you're migrating there now, is to form, be financially free where your money works for you. You no longer work for your money. Julie and I's way to that North Star was buying rental properties. Well, this was long before EXP royalty. And had we been in uh, essentially in real estate now, selling real estate, we absolutely positively, if we're starting over again, would be focusing a tremendous amount of effort, not necessarily on buying rental properties. Because guys, the challenge is, rental properties have actually become very, very difficult with the current prices and the prices will not be falling in a meaningful way to make any money off of. It's almost impossible unless you're buying something in a really strange, off-beaten-path market to find rental properties that cash flow. And that's not going to stop. And if you're borrowing money at current mortgage rates, good luck even getting a profit, uh, a rental property to be profitable. Well, I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily because if you look at the opportunity that's EXP Realty, you can create passive, consistent, passive, passive, really risk-free cash flow from having a revenue share group. And that's something that if you're at EXP Realty, you definitely want to be fully embracing. You know, it's interesting to me. There's um, 88,000, I think, agents at EXP Realty and I think there's like sixteen or seventeen thousand that have any revenue share whatsoever, mm-hmm. and I think that's um, really fascinating because one of the best reasons to be at EXP Realty, aside from the fact that it's a great brokerage and you know amazing commission splits and Tons healthcare and just ridiculous amounts of benefits to agents, is because you have the opportunity to build passive income from revenue share. So if you're not embracing the EXP uh, Realty uh, revenue share model and you're at EXP Realty, you're losing out on one of what could be one of your best. Um, business opportunities of your lifetime. If you're not yet in eXp Realty, if you're on your way to considering eXp Realty and you've not yet chosen a sponsor, Julie and I would be thrilled and honored for you to be part of our eXp Realty group. We have big agents and group uh, teams. There's a huge team that's about to announce that's joining us. There's a huge brokerage in Southern California that's about to announce that's joining us. If you are interested in joining eXp Realty, if you're a new agent, it doesn't matter. We would be thrilled, uh, frankly, to earn the right to be your eXp Realty sponsor. If you're ready to go now, you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. If you're looking for more information on eXp, just simply text the letters eXp to 47372, and you'll be taken to our group site, which is called whylibertas.com. And that'll answer all your questions about why you might want to consider being sponsored by Julie and I EXP Realty. Again, if you've already chosen a sponsor and you've already committed to that person, stay on that path, certainly. Otherwise, we'd love the opportunity to earn the right to be your EXP Realty sponsor. Julie, point number seven.
1: Point number seven. Again, we're talking about year two master. Two more income spokes. Now that you have regular listings, you'll want to monetize your open houses as a productive spoke. Your sellers like that anyway, for example. Add new construction, probate, expand your sources so that you can expand your listings. Continue to systematize your center of influence. That's one of the black holes of complacency that happens in year two as they start to ignore the sources of business that actually made them successful in the first place. Most notably, your past clients and centers of influence. So make sure that you're systematizing that. And again, uh, EXP can help you with that with your KV core.
0: So you said spokes. They don't know what spokes are if they're listening to us for the first time. Well, I know they can, they can find out about yeah. it in the real estate treasure map. But what did you mean by spokes?
1: So uh, think of a, a wheel. Uh, there are spokes on a wheel, right? So your income spokes are those spokes. If you are building a wheel, you maybe it's a bicycle wheel, and you're putting that together and you only have one spoke, as many agents do, just repeat or referral. And that wheel's going, you know, you're trying to ride that bike and you hit anything like a rock or a pothole, you're going to wipe out. For example, the market change is that pothole. And you were a one-spoke wonder. That means your business came to a screeching halt. Instead, build that wheel with multiple spokes. Yesterday's podcast, in uh, year one, we talked about having at least three really great viable spokes people that you know but also people that you don't know that way if your center of influence is maybe smaller and they are they're not doing a lot of deals you still know how to do for sale by owners expireds probate new construction you're still going to be fine
0: so the very essence of it is if you only have a, a wheel with one spoke the wheel has no integrity Any sort of undulation in your, you know, the road as you're rolling down the road will cause the wheel to collapse. Same thing happens in any business. Well, guess what, guys? That scales out to your finances as well. If your whole income is predicated on just transactional income or a paycheck, guess what? You're just as vulnerable. That's the reason, ultimately, in your business, we want you to have three, frankly, and they all should be, uh, you know, proactively generation spokes on your wheel because you can control the result with your skill and your effort and your time. And then we want you to build a profitable business. And with the profit from your business, then you guys will then build assets that will produce consistent um, passive income for you. And here's a thought just to encapsulate that. I know this message is not for everyone, but it should be the profit or I'm sorry, the product of your business is profit. And I want you guys to never forget that, because again, if that is a part of your North Star, you will not, you'll be very uh, careful who you listen to, what you buy, what you believe with regards to building your real estate business, your product, your output, how you are, how you should judge your efficiency as a business owner, as a you know, agent is the amount of profit you have, not necessarily the amount of units you have. And don't just assume more units and more volume equals more profit, because as we are seeing now. That is not the case at all. So the reality of it is, is there's a lot of top producers that are hitting hard reset. They'll still be top producers, but they're going to have to retool their businesses around profit. I strongly encourage all of you who are on your way up to do that right on the way up. That way you are always building your business around profit. The first person that gets paid when you get a paycheck to Julie's notes yesterday is you, and that should be going to your profit bucket. Don't just expect yourself to, you know. A lot of agents will say, you know what? I spent all my money this month, last month. I'm catching up on, you know, negative cash flow from two months ago. I'm going to have one big closing and I'm going to save money. No, you won't. You won't save any money. You'll end up spending it. Off the top of every check, you should be paid first. Your product is profit. And that is actually encapsulating definitely point number eight. So we can move on past that to point number nine.
1: Point number nine, utilize your EXP Express offers, your guaranteed home sale program that we teach you in Premier Coaching uh, to purchase at least one rental property. And Tim, you mentioned that that has gotten harder to identify and get the right price and the right cash flow. There are some markets around. This is one of the advantages to being in Premier Coaching is that you're going to talk to somebody that's maybe selling in uh, Columbia, Missouri, or, or Paducah, Kentucky, where the average sale price is still less than 200000 and those rents are still like 1000 to 1200 a month. In certain markets, it does make sense, but you have to expand your thinking. Well, that's a
0: good point. And yeah, there are markets like that where they are feeder markets for the larger markets, you know, the markets around Charlotte, for example. Um, but you got to be super careful in those markets, you know. There's a lot of, frankly, there's a lot of mistakes that can be made. But yes, when you're involved with Premier Coaching, you can ask the um, other members of Premier Coaching. Where are there, you know, what's the sale prices? And here's how you evaluate a a rental property. It's not that difficult, guys. We've done podcasts on this before. Let's say you find a $200,000 house. And let's say you are putting, uh, you're going to take out a mortgage. And let's say you put down 20%. Now you're wondering, well, that's 40 grand, Tim. That's 40 grand, you know, that after taxes, that's a lot of money. You can make the 40 grand in the transaction if you're doing some of the things that Julian just talked about. So she mentioned the express offers, the guaranteed home sale is something that's been around since forever, <laughs> before we are in the real estate business. And you've seen these signs before. I think Mark Spain is pretty famous for this, you know, guarantee home sale guarantee. I'll buy your home within a certain amount of time. If it doesn't sell those types of things. Well, it's not like you guys might think what he's doing and what everyone's done, what the iBuyers do are mostly done now that most of them are out of business is they are buying the house at a very steep discount. Guess what? Yours truly and Julie did that as well when we sold real estate. What we did is at the top of every for sale sign, we said, guaranteed, uh, ask about our guaranteed home sale program. And, and then I think it said, uh, you know, we'll buy, buy this home, buy this home, we'll guarantee the sale of your home, something along those lines. We would get a lot, and this is all in Premier Coaching. We would get a lot of leads um, in general just from sellers that wanted to sell that were retail sellers. In other words, they were willing to put the house in the market and they wanted to get the most out of the sale and the whole thing. They weren't in a particular hurry. But occasionally, and these would be the greatest listing leads or frankly rental leads we'd ever have, we would get calls from people that had maybe properties that they inherited. Maybe they're probate properties. Maybe they, were, they got, um, you know, I remember this one on um, a street called Beachwald where she called and it was a great little house. We still own it. And this was, we bought this, I don't even know how many years ago. And she said, I, you know, look, I want to sell this house. I don't have time to mess around with getting it sold. I have to be in this, you know, I don't remember where she was getting relocated. I think it was overseas. Um, she doesn't want to think about it. She's, you know, she had, was moving from a mid level position to a high level executive job. I totally got it. And she said, Um, what's the house worth? And I told her and she said, well, what would you pay for it? And I thought about it and I did the math on it and and essentially I offered her, if I remember correctly, something like 70 or 75 cents on the dollar and she said, fine, I'll take it. Well, I was able to then show to the bank that we had 25% equity in that property when buying it just from essentially the way the math worked and guess what? We had to put like nothing down, just the closing costs. You guys can build money in your deals the same way Uh, When you know how to do a guaranteed home sale program and that is part of our coaching program And I hope you understand what I just said So if you wanted to buy a two hundred thousand dollar house and let's say it would be a great rental property So how do you evaluate that? Let's say the market rents in that for a two hundred thousand dollar house or you know fifteen to sixteen seventeen hundred dollars a month Which they probably are some markets. It's going to be like thirteen or fourteen hundred I bet you and uh it with twenty percent down the mortgage payment it's going to be two or three hundred dollars less than whatever the rent is. Now that's not that much cash flow, but what do you get when you buy rental properties? You get uh, hopefully, right, cash flow. You get hopefully appreciation, or in this case, inflation that's going on now. But you also get to depreciate the house on your taxes, so you'll you'll pay less in taxes. You'll get the hypothetical benefits of appreciation and the hypothetical benefits of cash flow. You guys get me on all this? Then over time you're going to have properties that are paid off. Over time, your cash flow is going to go to 100, 200, 300 a month to essentially the entire amount minus property taxes and if there's an HOA. That's how you accumulate wealth, the frankly the you know the more traditional way. The faster way to accumulate wealth is maybe still doing that, but also EXP Realty's revenue share. I have never seen anything like EXP's royalties uh, revenue share. I've never seen people Who have been able to accumulate so much passive income as quickly through uh, doing anything aside from maybe winning the lottery, (laughs) you know, as EXP Realty's revenue share? It is the seventh greatest wonder of the world. If you're not aware of this, uh, I would strongly encourage all of you to take a hard look at it. If you're offended by me talking about EXP Realty, I apologize, but I am that legitimately enthusiastic about it because I've seen the incredible impact it's had on so many agents' lives. Um, making it so they have financial security? How would you like to have enough money coming in passively right now to cover all your personal bills? Well, how are you going to do it? You know, think about that. It's basically impossible nowadays. It's almost impossible to you generate passive income because things have gotten so expensive because interest rates are so high because in many cases, property taxes will, you know, eviscerate your profit, all those types of things, not with profit sh- or not with revenue share at eXp Realty. So I want you to keep all these things in mind as you're hitting hard reset yourselves, starting a new year, where can you be building wealth faster? And I'm assuming if you really cut through it, why did you get in real estate? You got into real estate so one day you could be free where your money work is working for you and you no longer have to work for money. That is really what I hope you will have as one of your core missions with your real estate practice. And it's not going to be just more awards, more adulation, more plaques, more trophies, uh, more people thinking you're the greatest thing ever, all the rest of it. You have to be careful that you are not overly seduced by the outside recognition of others. And if that is your driver, the problem with that is is that it's not going to be something you'll be very, frankly, proud of yourself for having focused on uh, in the future, because you're not going to have anything to show for it. There are a lot of brokers. There are a lot of teams that are coming out of this past 15-year, arguably seven-year, ridiculous seller's boom market. Thank you, the Fed, for making interest rates so low. And they have sold more houses, made more money, have more plaques, more awards, they have been the biggest, most prettiest peacock in their marketplaces, and now I'm hearing from all of them, and their tails are between their legs, and they're saying, I can't believe how fast the market changes. It always does change fast, by the way, and I can't believe I don't have more to show for it in terms of my um, all the work, all the money I've made, all the houses I sold. I can't believe I don't have a better net worth. I'm back where I was basically five, six, seven years ago, and I'm back having to you know do the things I was thinking I would never have to do again. It's because they did not make a, or form a business model based on profit. They were not reinvesting the money or frankly, had they been involved with EXP and doing revenue share, they'd be most likely on a completely different trajectory, like operating a completely different level. And, and guys, it's okay if you're one of those people that are licking your wounds right now. Here's the number one thing I'll strongly encourage all of you to do. Stop licking and start doing something different. Start taking different actions. St- stop looking in the rear view mirror Stop feeling sorry for yourselves. Stop waiting for the clouds to part and things to be like they were last year or the year before. None of those things are going to happen. You've got it. Again, I like the term hard reset. Hit heart reset right now in your business and personal life. And frankly, guys, go after it harder than you ever have before because there's more opportunities in a transitioning market. Here's an interesting fact for you. More uh, wealth has been accumulated uh, in times of change. So like historically, if you go back to when the greatest fortunes of man were created, and it doesn't matter how far back in history you go, you will find that the greatest wealth is always created during the greatest times of change. Industrial revolution, you could argue the tech revolution. You can, always, you can go all the way back to the beginning of written history. And whenever there's strife, whenever there's disorder, Whenever there's uncertainty, that's when people, smart people, entrepreneurial people, opportunistic people, that's when they can figure things out that other people aren't willing to figure out. Why? Because other people are so busy hoping and praying that the you know the clouds part and the sky turns, you know, bright and sunny again. Where the real people who are really going to make it, who are really going to create real wealth in their lifetimes, they're the ones that say, you know what? I get with the cards that were dealt to me. I don't necessarily like these cards. They kind of suck. But I'm going to play this hand and I'm going to win. And if I don't win this time, I'm not going to walk away until I do win. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to do it again. That is what all of you guys should be. Maybe, um, you know, frankly, internalizing uh, within yourselves, especially if you're feeling a little let down with your past performance or what's going on in the overall economy. Because, guys, if there's a takeaway from today's podcast and yesterday's podcast it's you're just getting started. It does not matter how new in real estate or how long you've been in real estate, how old you are, how young you are. It doesn't matter. You're just getting started. That's a nice way of thinking about life in general. Everything that you want in life is still there for you to accomplish. Everything you want in life for the people you know, love, and trust, your family and friends, it's still there for you to help them accomplish. You just got to give yourself permission to stop looking in the rearview mirror, stop you know, essentially struggling with past decisions and start moving forward and realize you can be whatever you want to be in this life provided you just do it, provided you actually put in the effort, you stop looking for shortcuts, stop looking for shiny objects, accept the fact that everything you want in life that's worth having. A great relationship, great health, you know, financial security, let alone wealth. It's going to take longer than you think it should. It's going to take longer than people trying to sell you shiny objects will tell you it should. It's going to require more effort. But here's the thing: when you stay on that path, the accumulation effect starts to work for you. And that was Julie's first point from today. You will start getting the benefits of yesterday's work and the day before, the day before, the day before. But if you quit 2 weeks from now putting in the consistent effort, then the future, you know, going forward, you're not going to get the benefit. You're just going to stop. And that's when essentially you have to hit you know hard reset again and start over and start over and start over. The, r- the stupidest thing to do right now is to not have focus. And focus is follow one course until successful. The focus you should have is being on a proactively being a proactively generator. The focus you should have right now And I hope this opportunity is available to all of you for like the next 18 to 24 months is really drilling down on um, becoming a listing agent. And look at those expired listings, guys. Expired listings are the absolute gold of real estate. And go to your MLS, look to see how many expired listings there were in the last 12 months. I know some of you right now are telling yourselves as I say that there's no expired listings. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Bull. Go look in your MLS. Look to see how many expireds there were in the last 12 months. Calculate that times, so whatever your average commission is in your marketplace, $10,000. And just remember, that's going there's generally speaking two sides to every transaction. Buyer side, seller side. So let's just say there was 10000 on each side. So just on one side, had you taken the listing and sold the listing, didn't double end it or anything else, how much money was being made or was made off those expired listings? You guys will be blown away. Hundreds of millions of dollars, depending on the size of your market. And you guys are thinking that um, I need to go make a bunch of branding and TikTok videos in order to somehow magically find the business. The business is there. There's not even any searching for it. You just have to have the skill set to earn the right to list it. That's what this market's about. And so here's the amazing thing. All of you can do it. Every single one of you can learn the skills necessary to become, let's just say for this example, powerful listing agents. And we do teach you over 20 different sources of listing leads that I think all but like three of them are free. Um, Yeah, so if you choose expired listings, which we think is the best opportunity right now, you will quickly discover that you have virtually no competition because most everyone else is going to just do passive things. They might mail letters to expireds or do other passive stuff like that. But no one's actually going to do the real work. No one's going to call them. No one's going to door knock them. No one's going to have an organized approach and use our scripts and use a pre-listing pack and know how to pre-qualify. You will. You will dominate. I'm thinking right now of um, Chuck Williamson, who's an occasional lister, longtime friend, part of our EXP family. So Chuck sells in a town that you've never heard of before called Tracy, North Carolina, which is North Carolina is just an absolutely gorgeous state. And this is an old traditional community in North Carolina. And uh, Chuck sells over 100 homes a year. You've never heard of Chuck before. He doesn't peacock around. He's not demanding attention. Um, And he makes well over a million dollars in commission to himself every single year. Now, here's the thing about Chuck. He... When, well, I shouldn't say this because it's a little embarrassing but I had to show him how to log on to Facebook and he's younger than me by the way he does not do any social media he does not do any marketing he just basically does the proactive lead generation he always has always will he calls people and guess what happens he lists houses how can he do it at such a consistent uh, basis for so long because his competitors haven't been doing it for long enough and they're not very good at it and they quit as soon as they hit any kind of resistance He didn't. He just did it. He pushed through it. So can you. That's what this market's about. You have to decide who you want to be in 12 months, 24 months, or in the theme of this podcast this week, five years. Who do you want to be? You're gonna have to work. It's going to suck. You are going to get rejected. You want me to lie to you? I'm not going to. It's going to take longer than you think it should. You're going to have virtually no reinforcement outside of our coaching business from other people, your friends and your family members. Your other agents—they're going to say things to you that were that you know come in the guise of polite, friendly advice, but they're going to be discouraging. Oh, you don't want to be working Fisbos and expired. You need to go make a TikTok video, or why don't you stop and smell the roses? You're going to have all of this well-meaning, with air quotes, advice from all these people. Because you're doing something that they're not willing to do. And if you're doing something that they're not willing to do, you're going to make them uncomfortable because they know they should be doing it as well. And if all of a sudden you become good at it, they're really going to be uncomfortable with you. And that's, again, one of the things to get a lot of you guys off your game because you are proud of yourself for having taken listings. You're proud of yourself for learning how to go after, say, for example, expireds. And then you walk into your office and you're telling other agents and the other agents aren't proud of you. They're sort of congratulating you but you're not getting the reinforcement. You're not getting what you thought you would get. And then somebody's gonna show up, some marketing guru is gonna show up and do a, you know, in-office presentation on you know, the best way to optimize a video on YouTube or some Mickey Mouse. Everyone in the office is gonna be, oh, that sounds amazing. I'm gonna become famous on YouTube. I'm gonna become an influencer and all the rest of it. And then if you are not resilient enough and you're not focused enough, you're gonna get suckered into that too. All the while, you are actually doing an amazing job building momentum, taking listings. you have taken listings. You become successful at it, but you got suckered into the shiny object syndrome, and now you're worrying about how to make YouTube videos. you guys get it? Please do not be confused about this. Real estate is the most simple, most elegant business known to man, provided you allow it to be. This is all about helping people. That's what this business is. That's it. That's it. That's all you're doing. It is a sales business, but you're helping people. When you sell a house, especially an expired listing, you are helping that person. You are solving a problem. That is a, you are incredibly blessed to be in the position to be able to, you know, have that kind of effect on, positive effect on someone's life. That's incredible. But you need the skills to earn the right to get the business. And if you don't have the skills to earn the right to get the business, because you've been spending it all on the wrong things, branding, marketing, all the rest of it. Guys, you will not be successful in this or any market. Now, just be clear, and I do have to remind all of you of this because a lot of people like to take us out of context. Julie and I do believe in marketing and branding. We do believe in teams. We do believe in all those things. But we don't believe those should be the primary thing that anybody focuses on. And what a lot of you have done is you got into real estate and you focused on the buying leads, the branding, and the marketing, and you never actually learned the real skills of how to be a proactive lead generator. You haven't had to, guys. The last market spoiled you. Well, the market's changed. Are you changing with the market? Are you accepting the fact that you have to, you know, work, adapt to what this market has to give? If you're finding things are harder for you, they're not harder for the other agents who are proactive lead generators. They're harder for you because your business model has changed. You're not the you're not at fault for the business model changing, the market changed. You're at fault if, say, for example, a minute from now, you're not opening your mind to adapting to what the new market has to offer. Markets change all the time. You are smart enough to maybe uh, you know, adapt to the previous market. You no, know, adapt to this one. You can do it as, you can do it easily. I'm talking to you guys, big team members, big you know big teams, big brokers. I'm talking to you. You are successful following a more or less successful business model in the past, that the past market was willing to reward you for having. Now you need to adapt to the new model. And guys, that's what this market's all about. Adapt quick, move quick. That's the takeaway hopefully all of you have from today's podcast. Guys, listen, thank you for continuing to make this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. It is absolutely our pleasure and our honor. To be part of your lives, you guys are part of our lives. It is funny. I had somebody uh, text me yesterday wanting to join us at DXP Realty, and I called him back. I actually had this happen two or three times. I, like text, I, I was going to text respond to him, but I just called him back because I had the time. It is funny how some of you guys are shocked that Julie and I are exactly the way we are on the podcast in real life, <laughs> but we are. <laughs> if anything, we're a hell of a lot more direct in real life. You know, as some of you guys are discovering. It's because we believe, because we know what we're saying is true, because we say with 100% confidence, because based on the experience of other people following the foots, or in our footsteps, guys, all we're doing is following in paths that were created by people that came before us. We have refined, we've upgraded maybe, um, we know we've evolved those ideas, but that's what we're doing. We're just following the footsteps of other successful people. That's what coaching and training really is. It's supposed to shorten your learning path. Why would you struggle with trying to create your own? Guys, Premier Coaching is free for you to join. Just simply text the word Premier to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. There is no downside. There is no risk. If you decide it's not for you, you can cancel and it's easy to cancel. So really, at this point, you have to ask yourself, if you're listening to us every day, which you know tens of thousands of you do, and you haven't joined Premier Coaching yet, why? Why haven't you joined Premier Coaching? There's no risk. It's all upside. doesn't make sense, does it? So guys, take action on that now. Text the word PREMIER to 47372 or just go to premiercoaching.com. In the meantime, you guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow.
1: This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.